0: The following episode of Council of the First Ones, the San Diego Comic Con special, was recorded on July 12,
1: 2015. Special thank you to
2: Welcome to another exciting episode of Council of the First Ones. I'm Kelly, host of Toys and Tunes, an admin for the Great Rebellion. Joining me is Yoni. Are you there? (laughs) Yes, I'm alive. Uh, Also joining us from Nerds on the Couch is Renee. How's everything down in Texas?
1: It's raining, but (laughs) we're still hot.
2: And then, of course, our resident ranter who doesn't know if he's part of the U.S. or an international buyer, Crespo.
0: Actually, I have been digitally replaced by Haven Christensen, so I have no idea who am I.
2: Well, as we've already said, this is our San Diego Comic-Con reaction show. And boy, this past weekend, there was a lot of news coming out of San Diego with Masters of the Universe. So, where shall we begin? Figures, a mountain, or a hoe? Probably the biggest news that shocked us 30 years in the making Mattel has the licensing rights. To make. Thundercats figures finally. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the toy gods. Oh boy. What a way to start off. Well it wasn't even on the first day. But to start off. This great. Adventure that we were going to have. This weekend. Thursday. They probably all hit around the same time. Four horsemen. Are knocking the Thundercats out. I mean, that Lionel is so sweet.
1: Well, I have a little experience with this. I mean, a few years ago, the Four Horsemen were in El Paso at a uh, El Paso Comic Con. Uh, the panel was done or attended only by me, uh, my wife, and like seven other people because nobody knew where the the panels were. <laughs> And so I had an update kind of personal conversation with the four horsemen. And I brought up, you know, this is, keep in mind, this is like four or five years ago. And I said, well, what toys uh, you guys are interested in doing? And what toys don't you like doing? And they said they kind of don't like uh, doing real live toys because they said that they're stuck with a certain way they have to come out for example they do they said if they did star wars toys they're trapped by the way that they looked in the in the movies and all that and but then they said they would love to do thundercats and they talked about 15 minutes of how awesome it would be if they got to do thundercat toys and here we are five years later dreams do come true
2: that's right and the ones that they showed at san diego these are just the first prints the first models They they did say they do have a lot of tweaking still to go before they come out next year so we have 12 months to wait before we get our hands on a four horsemen thundercats
1: well they did just get the license didn't they
2: they just did and i forget where i read it but they had made a few different versions of Lionel and this is the one so far everyone has liked. I liked them, but
1: uh, uh, a little critiquing because I know it's still the prototype and all that. They gotta give him that youth appearance to me. They, they you know, because remember Lionel has that kind of a youth. Uh, look. Lionel look. is literally
0: a man child.
2: Yes, if you go with the original eighties the... canon, he's a man child.
1: I'm just pointing out that the, the figure looks older. He looks like He-Man.
2: Well, I'm sure they're going to adjust it. And as Mattel said, they want to hear our feedback. Transparency is the key word for the new crew running Mat- Matty Collector. Lionel,
0: he looked amazing. And I agree with Renee. His face, I don't know, it looked kind of stern, kind of hardened warrior Lionel. It, it kind of lacked a little bit of the childlike nature that he has, but from the hair was amazing and from the neck down that figure is amazing. Jackalman, holy that figure looked amazing. I know that customizers might get a few of him because many of his parts look compatible with Masters of the Universe classics. And that loincloth Jackalman was wearing looks like a modified Preternia cl- loincloth, which again, amazing those weapons. Can you just picture an army of generic beast warriors using Jackalman's Bug and different heads? That would be sweet. And in the walkthrough with Dan, Brandon mentioned that the subscription exclusive Mumra would get two capes, one shut in for the normal... closed for the normal mummy fi look of Mumra, and one flared open for the freaking ancient spirits of evil pose. That just sold me on the Thundercats subscription. And... As soon as it opens up, I'm very likely to get it, even though now Diddle River has me as an international fan. But holy crap, that Thunder Cat sub looks sweet. And we only saw Lion O and Jackal I can't That's wait right. to see Panthro, Chitara, Linkso, some of the Lunatics, the Thunder Kittens, and Snarf. Well, people are forgetting too. There's so many
1: characters in the uh, cartoon series. That just screaming for figures, and even some that got made. I mean, Hachiman, that samurai guy. The lunatics, I always love their design. I mean, they were they were so awesome. That space cop from that one episode with the uh, international, yeah, with the international pickpocket guy. Never mind, I'm talking about episodes I haven't seen in years. It,
0: the potential is so there. The berserkers. I'm, I'm just gonna say this: cyborg pirates. Sc- by cyborg Viking pirates sculpted by the four horsemen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then he kind of dodged it on that interview. But uh, I get the feeling that if it continues and all that, I would not be surprised to see Silverhawks.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. That, that well, would be, I would be, I love Thundercats, but I do tend to favor the Silverhawks a bit more and. Silverhawks by the four horsemen would be sweet, especially Monstar and the mob. And guys, here's the part where I'm gonna implant fear into your wallet's hearts. A four Horsemen sculpted cat's lair. Oh my yeah.
1: god. Oh, that's uh I may not do that one. It would be nice, but
0: whew, that's
1: you know, that's gonna <laughs> Yeah,
0: that that would be one way ticket to the doghouse too many of us.
1: Many of us are already
0: in that doghouse.
1: No, the tank I could do, but oh man, that, no.
2: But that was only some of the things that we got to see. We finished up 2015 on preview night, which really shocked me that they just put out the whole line right up front. I'm like, holy cow. So let's start off with Sirad, which is our September figure of the month.
1: He looks amazing. The detail work they actually put on this figure, when you see up close and you see like the, the around the eyes and you see that he actually has sculpted lizard skin. And all I'm that just,
2: sculpted uh, chainmail too.
0: Yeah, I'm just like, wow, these guys really jumped on him. Okay, you guys already mentioned the chainmail torso uh, shoulders, and biceps. Not only that he's an amazing figure, but those pieces lend themselves for customizers to make new characters or to improve some figures that need improve it, improving, like Cough Cough, Sir Lucerlot, Cough Cough. But, man, Sarad is one sexy lizard beast. There, I said it. Sarad is one sexy lizard beast. And I, I think that once I get him, He's going to go into the front of the display, not the back where I hide the figures like Neptune or Blondor.
2: Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with you. He'll probably wind up towards the front of my collection. I mean, they nailed him perfectly. Just the amount of attention they did on that detail. And I agree. I can see a lot of customizers wanting him because it does lend to quite a few new characters that can be developed.
1: Well... One, also, i like to point out that he completes Skeletor's henchmen, which to me is really, well, out of the vintage line I'm pointing out, uh, he does complete Skeletor's henchmen, and for me, it always holds a special place because I never had him as a kid. I'd seen him, I never grabbed him when I wanted to, and now I get to actually lean back. Well, of course, with the whole line, I'm going to lean back and say, I got them all. And so he's going to proudly be displayed next to uh, Blade with us hanging out with Skeletor's crew.
2: Hey, Yoni, what's your thoughts on (laughs) Um, He figure looks nice. Not getting it, but it looks nice. I don't think I've ever asked you. Were you a
1: fan of the movie? Uh, No, it sucks.
2: (laughs) 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 But it... it's money. I'm not buying it.
1: Yeah, see, some people, I've seen them online, they posted, oh, who cares about Sarad and all that. And I'm like, uh, dude, he was released, and he is a movie figure.
2: Yeah, figuring there was only three real movie figures that we got.
0: Yeah, and he ended up fried or something <laughs> in the movie. And fans are still campaigning for Mattel to get the rights for the movie character so we can get Karg and truly complete the movie group and... Holy crap, if they ever get to do an Angelus Skeletor, hopefully well, Brandon they'll go... Well,
2: did, Brandon did say they're working on it.
0: But hopefully they'll side more to the detailed look and not streamline it, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, Sorod, holy crap, he is awesome. And let's move on to the controversial figure that is not there,
2: but Miss Perfuma. Yes, one character I've been looking forward to ever since I started my cosplay, cause she does hold a special place. That was my first cosplay. She, looking at the figure, I know they did a hybrid between the filmation and the toy, where a lot of the toy details are all, um, done very subtly in where it looks like it's part of the fabric. And I know you said, Crespo, with all that detail and the sculpting on her dress that you were afraid they couldn't reuse the dress for Krita. But it looks like they're doing a whole new dress for Krita. But we'll get to her. I like that they're going with a perfume scent. She will be sent it. The headpiece does come off. Because in the vintage toy it was the book bag that bloomed on her head. She didn't really have a permanent hat, so I do like that. They gave her a tiara, which I'm so-so on. A lot of people have been complaining that they gave her boots instead of the slippers. Then I have to look at my vintage toy, Perfuma. I think she had boots, but I'm not 100% sure.
0: Yeah, the toy had boots. It's Filmation that had the slippers and and the bare forearms, which personally... Here is one of those cases that are more filmation like design. I would have preferred a little bit because she seems to be not much of a fighter and the boots and bracers kind of make her a fighter. But holy crap, the Flower Bazooka is awesome. So
2: Yes, like- I love the Flower Bazooka. I mean, they tried to merge the two. And when we talk about the cartoon toy line, I'll save my... that They could probably bring out a Perfuma 2.0 then, more cartoon-accurate. Yeah, yeah, but we'll get into that later. later, right now we have
0: to discuss. But I do The four horsemen her. made a figure three months and we're getting perfuma. It's like to this day, I, I'm still like, I feel like I'm just starting classics, but we're getting perfuma. We completed the evil warrior faction, we completed the snakeman faction. We're about to complete the evil horde faction and more, and we've gone beyond that and it's still amazes me.
1: Well, yeah. I got a, I got a question on that. Now, you said the thing that's bothering me about the figure. I think the figure looks pretty good. I'm not sure about the skin tone. Was she that dark? No, nope. she
2: was supposed to be a lot lighter.
1: Yeah, she kind of looks like a really tan blonde.
0: <laughs> but the pro- that's been a problem with most classics figures because she was rocking a tan and other figures that's, that are supposed to be lighter skin. I mean... Marlena has a slight tan. Um, Katra, who's supposed to be really pale, has a, it's not as pale as she should be. I think so far, Adora and Frost are the palest, uh, Masters of the Universe classics female figures. And, and even in the males, uh, Bo has a bit of a slight darker Damn. skin tone. Um, Adam has a tan too. It's not as obvious as, say, He Man, but, It's there. Oh, yeah. Mermista's really pale, too. And Perfuma should have been that pale, because usually the ladies in filmation tend to be really
2: pale. Yeah, they avoid the sun.
1: Well, I'm thinking maybe there's not that much UV rays on Etheria. But she looks good. that's all I can really say.
2: I mean, I can't wait to get her to do my conga conga line with stormtroopers.
0: One tiny nitpick that I have is that they... Maybe they will include it, and it wasn't there. But I do hope they include a lay for
2: Hordak.
1: <laughs> you can make one.
2: That's easy to make, and who knows? That might come with the filmation uh, head Hordak eventually.
0: Oh, but I know I could make one. But just picture a four horsemen sculpted lay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going for all the crazy stuff sculpted by the four horsemen.
1: Well, at Hobby Lobby, they got like those miniature flower plants and. You know, for the
0: little modeling, I was thinking bind steal, them and steal steal a bunch of them and glue them to the rubber bands that come with the clear bands that come with classics.
1: Yeah, or again, stick a whole bunch of them all over your decoration and make it look like she was walking around.
0: <laughs> Actually, that's not a, that's not a bad idea. Like, make a small di- diorama piece, like a little piece bit of floor behind her that looks like nature sprouted behind her, which could also work for Mossman ex- if you leave out the flowers and just do like more grassy kind of thing, and maybe dying plants for evil seed or something, that's a, that's actually a really cool idea.
2: Room, room, vroom, Dragster. Finally, the final horde member. Yes. And as we were told, the wheel does not come out on dragster. But it will be made of a softer material, so it'll mimic attire. And his weapon does mimic uh, the pipe.
1: Well, it does look like it's just like a, like a belt. When I'm looking at the figure, it looks like it's it, it wraps around him like a belt.
2: I mean, he looks good. I haven't, I never had him in the vintage line, and he's one of those like, okay, he's there for me. He was never really part of my horde, cannon. So. I mean, he'll be on my shelf. Won't be all the way in the back with the Loser.
1: Well, I never got him. I, I knew who he was from the magazine. For you know, for some reason you just don't get to every figure as a kid. And I kinda wanted him. I thought he was cool. I l lo- he has a backstory with Extendar. So that's that comes from the uh magazines and uh the comic books. For that value he does have value. I love the, the uh the crossbow, you know, an engine crossbow looking thing.
0: Wait, 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 Rene. Uh, on the walkthrough with Pixel Dan, Brandon mentions that the horseman made it so you could plug the the crossbow into his back to soup up the motor. Oh, cool. And if so, that would be awesome. I mean, even, even when, I, when I didn't know that, when I saw that crossbow, I said, if I have to dremel a hole in his back to plug that in, I'm so going to do it because... I want that souped-up motor, and Drexler, I'm not dying. I wasn't dying to get him. I wanted him because I didn't have him as a kid, but he seems okay. I, he doesn't wow me, but he's not like, ugh, I can't believe they did that kind of thing. But I think he looks cool, and with the souped-up motor, I think I'm going to have him lying down going vroom, 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 and revving up, but the only thing I don't like is the ripcord. cord.
2: yeah.
1: It does look a little... Well, part of it is because of the, the rip cord he came with the kit as a, the original toy. But people are complaining that he doesn't have an actual wheel on his
0: stomach. It could have been done, but they simply chose not to because Mattel doesn't do action figures. And I know I'm going to eat those words when we get to the variants, but I, I've i already had made my peace with him not getting a a wheel that would work. They could have always done like a little tiny wheel, well, tiny wheels hidden in the main wheel. But for some reason, they did not. And I didn't expect them to do a working wheel.
1: Well, this toy, which I got to point out, cost me one finger, cost me about 45 bucks with shipping. I am not going to like as a kid throw him on my kitchen floor (laughs) to watch him roll.
0: I just hope, like, the third-party Shapeways guys do, like, a little stand so I can have him and disguise it like dust fl- flinging outside the tires so I can have him lying down without looking ridiculous. And and it looks like he's burning rubber, racing ar- around the display without having him race around the display and fall and knock other figures, which it's what would have happened if he had a working wheel. Still, I'll take him. I mean, like I
1: said, I like... I've never had him. I've wanted him, but just never got to him as a kid. And yeah, he looks very vintagey. I guess that's a new word now. You know, he fits. And so it's just right that we get him now toward the end.
2: And that concludes most of the vintage figures that we're getting. Because December, we are getting... Hero 2, Dare, the son of He-Man.
0: The one figure that Scott Knightley specifically stated various times, even on Ask Maddie, that he would not be a 2015 figure. Let's just make that clear. He said he wouldn't do it, but he did it anyway. And he admitted that he did it anyway on the He-Man.org forums. What's up with that? I mean, what's the, the controversy? Well... The controversy comes that around the time that he said that the vintage wrap up that he wouldn't be filling spots with new stuff, and that he that he would go for the A-listers for 2000x new adventures and completing the vintage figures. And when somebody specifically asked if there was gonna be in it, he flat out said that there wouldn't be in it. He said that Crimson Fury from the Princess of Power. Comics from the magazine wouldn't be there, or UK comics, I'm not sure his origin, wouldn't be there, and other obscure items wouldn't be in 2014 or 2015. But there popped up as a a surprise that he decided to insert for the same reason I knew he, I suspected he would come since the line started with the ancestor of Heman, and the perfect bookend would be the son of Heman. Even though, and I don't want to get too Caught up in the whole toy guru said one thing, he did the complete opposite thing. And I want to focus, well, I'm just pointing it out because if I don't point it out, people would say, dude, man, you're slipping. But here's the thing as much as I hate the idea of having a dare figure in Masters of the Universe classics, the figure is kind of nice once you don't put the uh, Ginger New Adventures He Man repainted armor on him. If he used a uh, Lushimer pitch armor, he looks somewhat decent. Well, this figure
1: is probably going to end up on my uh, bin and never see the light of day. I I, I don't like he I don't like the hero son of He Man pitch. I never liked it. I thought there it was abandoned for a reason. Why they decide to bring it up is beyond me. And no, you know, I mean, I'm going to get him because I have the subscription. But no, I mean, the sword I might use because it's the Alcala sword. And somebody got a shot of it from the back. It's the Alcala sword with the big uh, china display <laughs> on the hilt. But other than that, I'm kind of like, done. I, I I have no use for this figure.
0: Yeah. it's okay. We can send off that china and give the sword to someone more worthy, like, say, Ular or Wundar or, heck, or normal He-Man if you want to if you aren't even having, rocking out the Alcala sword or Skeletor. But there, that sword does not, is not worthy of being held by there.
2: No. And I could see where you made your point where we started in the past, we're ending in the future with the classics line. But I really don't like the Son of He-Man storyline that they're trying to push. Cause we did see it in the mini comic. There is a reason why back in the 80s and 90s, all those different pitches for Son of He-Man, because there were several, were abandoned. There's no reason for the power to go to the next generation. So he'll probably wind up staying in his brown mailer box in the bottom of my, uh, closet with, uh, Sir Lose a Lot. To me, that's a wasted figure. We were told there would be no concept figures, no prototype figures, and I really expected my December to be what the holiday item is. But we'll get to that shortly. Yoni, any opinions on uh, Dare? Um, it uh, looks <laughs> interesting. Not getting it, button still. Well, that finishes up the regular monthly figures. Let's go into the large, the beast, the variant holiday parts that they always say. First up is Hurricane Hordak. His chest does open with a small buzzsaw. Not Hurricane Hordak. It's buzzsaw. Buzzsaw, Buzzsaw, sorry. Boo! (laughs) Yeah, I think I heard those boos when I was watching the panel, too. Well, the boo is only for the fact that they didn't do it for Rio Blast, that chest thing. That's what I think upsets a lot of people. Yeah. That chest being open for Buzzsaw Hordak, but not for Rio Blast who really needed it. I mean, I don't need another Hordak. There's really nothing to it except for the chest opening.
1: And do you think they would display him with the chest open just to show people? Because without it... He does have, again, I don't know if it's the camera, but he does have a little different color deco than the original toy. But not that much where you can justify it. And yeah, he's, he's, I mean, the buzzsaw thing, that's all he's got going for him. And I kind of hope they would have something a little more. And if I was Mattel, I would have stuck King Hiss's body to this figure just to blackmail people to get him.
2: Well we don't know where that's, that's coming. We know the second half of uh King Hiss is coming. But I agree with you that would have been the lore or a filmation style head for Hordak. They needed to do something more than opening up the chest.
1: But then on the other hand, this is a catch twenty two. Because if they didn't do the Buzz of Hordak, people w- other people would be complaining saying, Hey, there's no Buzz of Hordak, where is he? Where did-? You said complete the line, and Buzza Hordak is part of the line, good or bad. He he was made, and yeah, that's that's how he looked.
0: Yep. I think there's a bigger issue than the chest opening. We have already discussed that to death. And here's my biggest gripe with Buzza Hordak. Aside him being exactly playing like vanilla Hordak 1.0 that we got all the way back in 2009... They, the same, aside the slight deco change, they gave him a short loincloth to match the vintage toy a bit better and the Failmation Hordak. Here's the thing In the vintage toy, the Buzzsaw Hordak had a different belt that had a more diamond, a diamond pattern on it instead of the standard round studs that the belts have in classics. This figure has a standard. Studded belt in classics with the round studs instead of the diamond stud that the vintage figure has. I know that, oh my gosh, that's nitpicking to the nth power, but if they tried so hard to replicate the uh, boss uh, chest opening action, they should have tried to use a bit of more wiggle room to get that loincloth there. I mean, the only new piece there is the torso, and it's basically three pieces, torso, front, back, And the flap that opens. It feels a bit cheaper. And no real difference between this Hordak and the other Hordaks. I I would have liked if they had added like a removable belt based on the 2000X design. So I can put that in my normal Hordak. Something to make him, I don't know, more desirable. Or maybe the formation head. Anything to make him other than plain vanilla Hordak with an opening chest.
1: I looked up, I just said, I I just looked up the figure and yeah, you're right about the belt. I never
2: noticed that before. So I guess we all agree that he's a disappointment figure. Well, it's not that, it's not, I wouldn't say like he's a
0: disappointment. I would say more like, yeah, let's go with disappointment.
2: (laughs) September, I believe. September or October is when we get Terraclaw's Skeletor and Flying Fist He Man.
1: Yeah, I I'm excited for these because Flying Fist He Man was my favorite variant. This is the one that I had as a kid. I played with him a lot. I love the the armor and He's cool. I I always thought he was cool because of the, the Bola weapons and all that and for some reason I, I had more fond memories with this He Man than all the others. And honestly, this one is probably gonna replace my He Man and my Castle Grace call.
2: How do you feel that they're not using the back metal for his armor though? And I've with- said it
1: I was I'm sorry. i said it before I hate back metal. So I'm okay. I'm okay because VAC metal, no matter how advanced we are and uh, how, you know, more quality they add to these figures, VAC metal, no matter what, wears off. Or it can tarnish one or the other. You're exactly right. It does fade. But that's usually the lower quality uh, VAC metal toys that fade. Because I started with those. uh, Another example I can point out is the 90s Iron Man uh Toy line that came out. They had back metal armor. I have some that are in the package that
0: have faded, and they are in the package. And have you gotten like figures that chip? I mean, not saying any names, but Hurricane Hordak. Some people, some people f- felt like they ended up with their hands full of gold by touching him, and that's why I got rid of the back metal of mine and painted his armor gold just to call it a day because back metal can flake, can chip and it fades and if you look at auctions of Silverhawks toys, it's rare to see a few figures in good state many of them that have been used uh, the cloth on the case with the metallic thread has lost all the, the shiny the back metal fades and looks like a weird milky white plastic that doesn't look good and I'm afraid that if we had gotten back metal on heman and Skeletor, it would have flaked and looked ugly. Well, I- one solution for
1: the Hurricane Hordak was that uh, I got the uh, armor. I took it off and I sprayed it with a gloss uh, sealant. And that has helped so far with the uh, armor. But the uh, my issue, I wanted to mention the Silverhawks thing because that hurts me. It wasn't the I, – I still have them. I still have five figures from that line. It's not the, 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 um, you're right. The, uh, the vac metal have faded on those, but it's the flesh paint. (laughs) That thing wouldn't, I never even played severely with the figure, and the flesh paint is just popping off. Wow. Yeah. They were just poor quality, especially for those who bought the, uh, the Jet, the Mirage.
0: Yeah. You put the figure in and you scrape the whole, the no, you scrape the nose off your figures, you scrape, the chest of your figures it was a nightmare the ship destroys your figures
1: <laughs> but it was the 80s so I, and i think the figures look great i mean i'm looking at them and i got to admit that uh it's a shame we didn't see the bola weapon but eh you know you know it's there in the pictures and you know it's coming and also what i like and i, I wanted to point out to our listeners is that the uh The bands and all that on He-Man are similar to the uh, Thunder Punch He-Man. So if you got a Thunder Punch He-Man that's all scratched up and everything because of the poor quality, the factory made, not Mattel. Okay, let's just remember that. It wasn't Mattel's decision. It was the factory. Uh, You can buy an extra Flying Fist He-Man and put the uh, Thunder Punch
0: armor on him, and you have a great variant. That's true. Or at least swap up the swap up the arms in the in the classics just in case because I think I'm not sure if the torso inside flying fist is gonna be the naked torso or if it's gonna be painted metallic to match the flying fist armor, but if it's a naked torso you can get you can get another one of those and then maybe paint the bracers orange and the belt orange, and you can have a heman with symmetric, symmetrical bracers that looks like it belongs in classic and has both open hands. So you can hold stuff that like Thunder Punch He-Man was incredibly pale. And yeah, I think I just defeated my whole argument about removing the arms. There you go.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, if he's not pale, then um, he's, uh, he'll be dark enough that you can switch him to another He-Man and then just, you're right, switch the arms. And uh, one of these days I'm going to try to remove the torso, but, It's worth trying for that one just so you could get a variant that doesn't have a scratched up uh, body.
2: And what's your thoughts on the uh, Terraclaw's Skeletor?
1: People are comparing him to the the Shapeways (laughs) versions that have been done by certain uh, reputable and really talented uh, 3D makers. And I don't have a problem with it. It looks like... You know, because I was looking at the claws and all that. It does look more metal forged. And I kind
2: of like that. I like the fact they are removable. They're going to be like gloves that we could slip on and off. Well, the toy, the original toy had it. But Mattel could have turned around and just had them glued on.
1: Yeah, but he came with the uh, that
0: skull blaster he has. He, he works. And I know it's not vintage accurate, but I like the traditional Skeletor loincloth painted in Claw's color. It makes him feel a bit more special than having him with the everyone wears the same furry loincloth kind of thing. And now it makes me sad that Battle Armor Skeletor didn't get like a repainted traditional Skeletor loincloth. Because he looks cool with it. And if I have to wait until I see the Terrorclaw's in person. If I don't truly like the terror claws that Mattel made, at least I have the options that I can go through Shapeways and buy a fan-made set and call it a day. But I'm glad for those who were expecting these guys to come to arrive. I'm glad that they're coming because I never had them as a kid and now I'm not stuck by action features or back metal to not enjoy the figures as much as I wanted them to so yeah they're they're a decent set i kind of wish we could have gotten like a second head with say the second head that came with ular which is a great head and i would like to see that head with the really 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 shiny yellow head hair that the flying fist human figure had in the 80s but that's life
2: (laughs) That brings us up now to the holiday item, which will have an action feature. It will light up. And that was the light-up He-Man and Skeletor that was in such limited release in the U.S. It mostly sold over in Europe, because I know my mother went crazy looking for it for that two-set, and I could never get it. How did you know they were there? I'm trying to remember how I knew.
1: Yeah, because when I was a kid, I had no idea these figures existed at all. I, I swear, I had
2: I think just it was, zero clue. My mother became really good friends with the people at Kitty Mart, which was the local toy store. I think that's how she knew about it. And they never got them in, even though they ordered them. That must be the only reason that I knew about it. Because I know it wasn't mentioned in... The He-Man or she uh, magazine that I was getting. Because I got uh, every issue.
1: The uh, magazines were canceled like before, like almost a up. year. Yeah, and the um, the last toys I remember seeing was the Powers of Greyskull. The dinosaurs and the T-Rex and the, the Triceratops and the Bionatops and all those. Those were the last ones I remember seeing and then I thought the line was over. And almost immediately, I remember seeing the, the new He-Man toys, which I hated. So I had no idea that they made these until later in my college years, when the internet was coming around, and I was like, hey, I'm looking for some He-Man toys. And then I found a discussion group, and they talked about these laser-powered ones, and I was like,
2: what? Someone at um the local toy store that must have told my mother about them, but... I am so glad we're finally getting our hands on them. And I'm so glad, which was confirmed through Dan's walkthrough with Brandon, they will light up. Yes, we, I'm are surprised. Going to, we are going to lose some articulation um, in Skeletor. Brandon believes his elbow won't move and the head you can't swap. But the wrist glows on Skeletor. The eyes light up on Skeletor. On He-Man, there's going to be a wire going from the backpack to the sword, which will light up. Which I'm surprised they're doing, because isn't there something
1: about shipping electronics?
2: Yeah. I don't know which countries might not be able to get the holiday item. But yet they're obligated because they have
1: contracts.
2: Right. They might have some kind of alternative for those countries, for the subscribers who... uh have to get the holiday item they might be getting something different or something compatible
1: you know i just realized it might be the the batteries might come outside the packaging could be because they can i mean i can send for example a flashlight or um you know a simple radio overseas as long as there's no batteries in it or anything so I don't know how it works. I know there's ways around it, so it might be that they're just working a way around it, but, eh, you know, I'm not happy that Skeletor can't move his his elbow.
2: Yeah, that's the only thing. His wrist will still turn, according to Brandon, and he believes the shoulder will still be able to rotate. The head will be able, on Skeletor will be able to do a 360, but it won't be interchangeable because the wire's going right up through the ball joint. I didn't get a close enough look at the head of Skeletor. I know his eyes are going to glow red. I mean, the head did look a little weird, but I figured that might have been the way it looked in the vintage style, too. Well, the head
1: bothered me a little because it's not consistent with what we've seen before. I mean, New Adventures uh, Skeletor... Even though, yeah, he has like the cybernetic and he has a little more detail. It it says Skeletor. This one, it just looks a little different to me. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just seeing too much of it. I don't know. But it looks a little different. And then I want to jump a little bit to He-Man's hit. Is it Dolph Lundgren or not?
0: Well, it's not Dolph Lundgren. It's based on the vintage laser power He-Man with the he mullet, so that's a victory for me because I've been campaigning for that head for years. And it's it's cool that we're that we're getting that head. And this set was super exciting for me at first until I heard the news that it would light up because that would screw internationals as we, we have stated before. And the notion about losing articulation on these adult collectibles for children's toy action features bothers me a little bit because that Skeletor not only seemed like a great figure, the body and all that, but seemed like a perfect base to fix the New Adventures Skeletor with the bloated issues, maybe repaint it. Now I can't because the Skeletor won't have a removable head. His right arm will lose articulation. And Skeletor with less articulation means less dramatic poses for the guy. he I really like. Skeletor was like, if I thought Bossa Hordak was a disappointment, Skeletor, the laser-light Skeletor with action feature, makes Bossa Hordak seem like a winner. Because right now, this action feature on Skeletor is an obtrusive action feature. It reminds me of the later waves of Toy Biz. Spider-Man classics figures where you had figures like shocker that couldn't move his arms correctly because of the firing missile mechanism and Mysterio that had a huge button in his back for light up features and lost a lot of articulation. That's what I'm fee. Fi- that's the vibe I'm getting with this Skeletor. I would have preferred if he had gotten like translucent plastic and, or maybe glow in the dark paint for him to shine or something. Because unlike He-Man, you can put everything on the backpack. Here, you have to force it inside the figure. And that makes the figure lose points for me, man. But but yeah, the the head sculpt on He-Man is fantastic. On Skeletor, it's a bit iffy because the vintage figure had a different sculpt for Skeletor. And that explains why he's getting the Elderhood treat- treatment instead of
2: two heads. Well, the... That is everything in the 2015 subscription line. We do have one out of sub purchase. No clue on the price yet. We got a little bit of her booty and a peek a couple of months ago, and we were all thrilled. And they're calling it the Celebration Package, and it's supposed to be November. And that is Point Dread with the Talon Fighter that fits two figures and Tila 2.0, which they said is a hybrid, not a complete filmation version coming this November with two heads. So what's your thoughts on that?
1: I'm going to get it. (laughs) Well, I wanted to know you guys who have the, the castle grace goals. Are you guys going to get it?
2: I haven't decided yet. I mean, I just want the Tila. Crespo, are you getting it?
0: Uh, I'm 89% sure I'll get it. It all hinges on one thing, price point. If it, if the price goes over $250 without counting shipping, if it goes over 250, I'm out. If it reaches 250, shipping included, I'm definitely in. But if it's cheaper than that, yes, I am because I need booty, booty licious Tila. And the talent fighter is a nice addition to Castle Grayskull and Point Dread looking cool and that, but it's all about Booty Bootylicious Tila. <laughs> <laughs> I had the Point Dread
1: when I was a kid, and it looked really nice on Castle Grayskull, and it's gonna look nice on my Castle Grayskull here, so I kind of have to. <laughs> and yeah, I want the Tila. I'm, you know, I want that Tila. It looks good, and the helmeted head looks really cool and how about they do something different? Instead of giving us another uh, skull Tila, te- I mean, um, you know, for the snake armor Tila head and all that, they gave us an actual flight helmet Tila, which I wish they had it at the show, but they didn't. So, oh, well. Hey guys, the podcast is over, but the conversation is not. Stay tuned for part two of our San Diego Comic Con special. Thanks for listening.